0: Welcome, everyone, to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. If you didn't catch last week's episode, I talked briefly about exercising your right to decide because sometimes we lose sight of that right we lose sight of leveraging that free will that we really do have and when you lose sight of realizing that you have that permission over yourself and your life you also stop having vision now when I speak of vision I'm not referring to the physical eyes in terms of glasses and contacts and having to go to the eye doctor that's not necessarily what I'm talking about I'm referring to vision as observing your current life outcome, meaning that I'm referring to the current situation that you may have going on or the current circumstance that you may be in at this present moment. And what happens is that you're taking that and you're defining it as the final destination over your life. And when you make what's currently going on in your life right now be the final destination over your life. You're unconsciously stating that you've reached your limit of who you are, what you can do, what you can have, as well as who you can become. And what's challenging to recognize that this could be what we're believing is because we may not necessarily say it or even admit it. But it's important to know that it's in your daily doing that brings this level of awareness. Okay, Like, do you close out other options that you may have? Okay, like where there's another alternative to do something different, but instead of exploring it, you shut it down. Do you self-sabotage better opportunities where you do or don't do the things that you deeply know could elevate your quality of life? Do you justify why you can't do something that's different than what you're doing? I talked about this last week briefly in regards to normalcy and how we've made something that has happened in our lives be an inaccurate truth about who and whose we are, and we've made that become an accurate measure on how we see ourselves. And when you measure yourself off of an inaccurate truth, listen to me, you will always find reasons to validate that false truth. You will always find something that fits what you've affirmed. And when you examine what you're doing daily, I want you to ask yourself, am I making decisions that allows me to look beyond what's current? And the reason why this is so important, because if your decisions are not aligning with something that's higher than what's current, then we may need to reexamine our decision making. And I say this because it's so easy to only feel inspired it's so easy to only feel motivated. It's so easy to only feel empowered. And I'm not indicating that feeling inspired or feeling motivated and empowered are unimportant because that is so inaccurate because I need that too. However, what I am indicating is that without the discipline of deliberate decisions, we can never be transformed. And the challenging part is the transformation, okay? Like it's in doing something different that's the challenging part. It's in disrupting what's been normal for a while that's the challenging part. It's in being dependable to ourselves no matter how long it takes that becomes challenging. And it's in the daily decisions that will determine our direction beyond where we currently are. And now that January is gone, okay, like the first month of the year is done. And I think it's safe to say that all the motivation and inspiration about the new year has faded. And what tends to happen is that when those feelings fade, we revert back to our normal flow. So in other words, we revert back to what's familiar, we don't see it working as fast so we stop. We get challenged in ways that causes us to get uncomfortable so we quit. We listen to people who aren't supportive, judgmental and very pessimistic and we allow that energy to determine how we function. We compare someone else's growth to where we are and so we fall into the trap of feeling behind because we aren't where they are. We become hard on ourselves. Because maybe we tried and it didn't work out like you planned the first time. So you stopped working the plan altogether only to get to December 31st, 2023 and realize that the outcome of your life is still the same. And I want to go there today because many of us are looking back at our past, not to obtain clarity, not to seek wisdom, not to gain understanding. But to live in bondage because we've made our past determine who we are and how we move. And when you're very attached to your past like this, you don't look ahead, meaning that you don't look beyond. And when you don't look ahead, there's a high possibility that you're not being deliberate about your decisions. And let me be clear on what I'm talking about when I say you're not being deliberate about your decisions, because this isn't necessarily about being reckless or careless right? Because sometimes people think when you say you're not making deliberate decisions that you're just being careless. And I don't know if that's always accurate. I'm more so referring to making safe decisions when I'm talking about not making deliberate decisions, right? We're tempted to play it safe where you don't take any chances other than what you already know, even though it's not working for you currently, where you are afraid of the consequences of that new decision So you'll rather not make one at all. And as I tell people, and I talked about this on the last episode, not deciding is a a decision. You just chose not to decide. Okay, you're making safe decisions where you would rather protect what you already have, even though the deeper part of you desires more. So instead of you exploring that deeper part of yourself that desires more, You play it safe by protecting what you already have because of the fear of losing it, even though what you currently have isn't what you truly desire. And so this is where you have to ask yourself, what is the deeper danger of making these safe decisions? Will these decisions elevate my quality of life? Will these decisions create a different outcome for myself? When December 31st, 2023 comes, will the outcome of this year be based on making safe decisions? And the reason why this is so important, specifically to the dissolving of marital and non-marital relationships, is because I've seen people make the same decisions year after year, where the conversations are the same, where their moves are different. It's like nothing has changed inward to move upward. And if you've been following me, I've told y'all how long I was stuck to my own narrative and what changed for me, what changed for the clients that I had the pleasure of working with to even those who I've never met, but admired from afar. What changed was their ability to make deliberate decisions. And so what I wanted to do today is that I wanted to give you all three things that you need to do to start the journey of deliberate decision making. Okay. So the first thing that you must do, the first thing is that you must reflect on your current decision making process. Okay. That's the first thing you must do. The first thing is that you must reflect on your current decision making process. So in other words, it's time to now analyze how you make decisions. Okay? It's time to see. What drives you to make the decisions that you're making? See, we tend to live on autopilot about 95% of the time. And when that's the case, we're often not as aware of why we do what we do. So we don't stop and consider these decisions and the impact that these decisions may have over ourselves and our lives. So we don't even know if these decisions are really working. Because we can be making these decisions off just how we currently feel at the moment. We may be making these decisions based on inaccurate information or incomplete information. We may be making our decisions on unconscious biases that we may be carrying. And we also may be making our decisions because the chances of making a new decision is too risky. And understanding your flow on how you decide helps you understand yourself on a much deeper level. It allows you to take inventory on your decisions and the outcome of those decisions. It helps you identify what's working and what isn't. It awakens you to be intentional on how you move. It helps you learn more about yourself. And it also gives you more power over your life to adapt your approach to how you make decisions. And so the process to reflect on how you make decisions involves this one key component. And that is for you to be honest. So in other words, we got to get real and raw about our decision making process. And so here's what I encourage you to do. I want you to reflect on an outcome in a certain area of your life that you're getting that you are not pleased with. Okay, and this can be any area. Okay, it can be finances. It can be your health. It can be your certain friendships or certain relationships in your life. I want you to examine that area that you're not pleased with and really reflect on that outcome. And then I want you to ask yourself these questions. I want you to ask yourself, what current decisions are being made in this area right now? And so now we have to examine the actual moves that we're making in this area. Another question that I want you to ask yourself is, what are the facts that I have before this decision was made? Like, what information do I have? What data do I have? What did I know to be true that led me to make this decision? Okay, because there's some information that you have that has led you to make this decision. And then it's important to ask yourself, well, is it accurate information or did I decide based on a level of an assumption? Is this decision being made based on my level of reality? And could my level of reality be inaccurate? Because the truth is, is that just because we've defined it as truth doesn't necessarily mean it's factual. And so we have to be very mindful of the information that is driving us to make these decisions. Another question that I want you to ask yourself is, well, what current thoughts and feelings am I having at the time? that's driving me of making this decision. And so now we have to check what we're thinking and what we're feeling. Because a lot of the time, what we're thinking and what we're feeling may not cause us to move rationally. We could be moving reactively. And so we have to pay attention to to those feelings and those thoughts before we make these decisions, okay? Another question you can ask yourself is, am i thinking of anyone or anything that could unconsciously be influencing me in a way that's causing me not to decide deliberately so most likely for those who listen to this podcast you are in a season where you could be in the middle of a divorce you could be separated you could be experiencing a breakup or You could already be divorced and the relationship has already been dissolved. However, it's left an intense impact on you and in you. And so it's important to examine this life altering event in a way that helps you get clarity on how you see yourself, your life and others. Because if not careful, you will allow this experience to negatively impact you where you're making decisions that are hurting you more than it is helping you. So your current influence becomes distorted. And knowing that this could be the case raises your consciousness on your flow, which helps you decide differently. Okay. And so that's the first thing you must do. The first thing that you must do is that you got to reflect on your current decision making process. Okay. And so the second thing that you must do to start the journey of deliberate decision making is that it is important to seek clarity and not certainty. Okay, that's the second one. The second one is to seek clarity and not certainty. There's a quote that states great leaders recognize that clarity of vision is more important than certainty of the outcome. And I love that quote. And that quote came from a leadership executive coach. Okay, and so this is a quote that probably people use in organizations and in businesses. However, what's also important in that quote is that we are leaders over our own personal lives as well. And sometimes I don't think we understand that like you really are a personal brand and you are the CEO of you. And so what that means is that you have a seat at the table over your own life. And I think I'm going to be, I think I'm just going to keep saying that because I've said it quite a bit, but it's real though. And I've mentioned this over the past few episodes that you have a seat at the table. As a matter of fact, you are the table. And what this indicates is that it is time to leverage your right to create what you desire. So earlier I mentioned that we lose sight, right? Earlier I said that because maybe this wasn't your plan in regards to the outcome of this relationship. Maybe this was an undesired outcome that really took you off your game. Maybe it left you with questions that you don't have the answers to, right? Maybe it left your mind and your thoughts overpowered with fear. Maybe it left intense emotions of hurt pain, discouragement, and disappointment, maybe you're overwhelmed with the day-to-day of the household, parental, and work obligations, all while attempting to pick up the piece. It's like, this stuff is real. You know what I'm saying? And what tends to take place is losing our hope of the ability to recreate. That's what happens And when you don't give yourself the ability to create again, meaning that when you don't give yourself the permission to design a new life, it can leave you confused and complacent, therefore lacking the hope to see beyond what's currently going on. And when you're unable to see beyond anything else for yourself and your life, you stay in this protection mode because you don't want to risk losing anything else. So you'll rather play it safe And hold on to what you have, as well as what you know, even when you know that a part of you is settling. Because when disappointments happen, it can turn into discouragement. And that discouragement can develop what I refer to as hope fatigue. Okay? Where you don't have the energy nor the effort to change your situation. So your mood can be more of, well, what's the use? Why bother? It won't make a difference. My life will always be this way. So basically, you don't want to even risk the chance by putting in the energy or effort because you think it will avoid any future disappointment. And so because there's not a 100% guarantee that if you put energy and effort into something different that it will work, then you won't even attempt to try But here's a question that I want to pose to you. And that question is, how could you ever experience what could be if you're always focused on what was or what it should have been? And here's the thing. I'm not here to minimize how you feel right now or even what you've been through. okay? however, what I encourage you to do is create space to pause so that you can reflect on what's going on within you. Okay. And so here's what I want you to do. And if you can't do it right now, I want you to come back to it. I want you to allow yourself to pause and ask yourself these questions that I'm about to give you. Okay. The first question is, am I doing my life justice by attempting to stay where I am mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and or physically? The second question I want you to ask yourself is, are the decisions that I'm making today creating for me a better tomorrow? Okay. Meaning that, am I making the decisions based on where I desire to go or what will keep me where I am? The third question I want you to ask yourself is, because I have a seat at the table over my own life and I get to decide what I can create for my life then what will that be for me? What do I desire? The fourth question I want you to ask yourself is, what's the first step that I need to make that happen? Okay, and that's in conjunction with the last question in terms of what you desire. What is the first step? And the last question I want you to ask yourself is, well, what will be the consequences that my future self will experience if I don't move? Okay, so what will you say to you what will you say to you on December 31st, 2023, okay? And so that's the second one. The second thing that you must do to start the journey of deliberate decision-making is to seek clarity and not certainty, all right? And so the, the third and final thing that you must do to start the journey of deliberate decision-making is that you must embrace the new decision, That's the third one. The third one is you must embrace the new decision. And what I mean by this is that you must learn the art of trusting yourself now. And one of those ways to cultivate that self-trust is to honor the new decision that you make. And so what does this look like? Right. Because that's a good question. Like, what does this look like when you say embrace the new decision? Okay. And so there are three things. The first thing in terms of embracing the new decision is committing to it. Okay, it's insane that I'm going to trust that this new decision will direct me to where I want to go. Therefore, I'm going to function in the faith that I have as opposed to allowing any fear to hold me back. That's what it means. See, when you commit to doing what you say you're going to do for yourself that you know will elevate your quality of life, you're keeping your promises to yourself. You're treating yourself with love and respect. And this is when you honor your own word to yourself. Like think about somebody you know that has always said they're gonna do something and they never come through and how that made you feel, right? Like when you think about it, you have to also ask yourself, am I keeping my promises to me? And so when you commit to doing what you say you're going to do, This is where we're now allowing ourselves to trust the choices that we're making. Okay. And so the first thing is that it, it, and so when it comes to embracing a new decision, it looks like committing to it. The second thing that it looks like is that it also looks like practicing patience. Okay. We now live in a world where. everything looks as if it happened in less than 24 hours. Let's just be honest. I mean, when you get out here in these social media streets and we're scrolling on these news feeds and we see all these different great, all these great things that's happening in other people's lives, we sometimes develop this narrative that it happened in 24 hours. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And we also live in a world where we can just use our phones and order something and have it tomorrow. Like, I'm gonna be honest, your girl is an Amazon Prime Platinum member, okay? Let me just put it like that. So in other words, I'm always getting a package at my house. If I can get it on Amazon and get it tomorrow, it works for me. So I'm not gonna lie, I love that level of quickness, okay? But when recreating a new life, is going to involve some growing pains in terms of working while waiting. Okay, because many will do it a few times and quit without giving it time to harvest. Okay, and so you have to not only plant the seed of moving on a new decision, but you also must nurture it by being consistent on that decision. Okay, and the last thing in terms of embracing your new decision. is that we also have, it also looks like modifying if needed. And I needed to put that out there. Okay, because I would be lying to you if I told you that every new decision will work out in the way you expect it. Because in all honesty, it's not, and it won't. See, here's the thing. There will be decisions that are going to work. That's indeed true. But then there will be those decisions that lead you to the next best solution. okay? And what I find is that sometimes we get very defeated when it didn't work in the way we expect it to. So we give up. We say things like I knew this wouldn't work without taking a moment and asking, well, what are my other options? And one of the most important things about making decisions is is that it elevates your problem-solving skills. You know, one of the things that I teach my children, and I've taught them this ever since that they were small, is that for every problem, there is a solution. And there's more than one of them. And so when you feel like it's not working, here's a few things that I want you to do first. The first thing I want you to do is examine the outcome and ask yourself, is there some progress being made here? Because sometimes that patience, remember that patience is not there and we don't really give it time to work. And so I encourage you to examine what has improved. It could be small right now, but what would happen if you continue to do it? Ask yourself, have I given it enough time? You know, sometimes again, allowing ourselves to not only plant the seed, but nurture it. Okay. Another question I want you to ask yourself is, Was this decision based on what I value and truly desire for my life? Because sometimes we can easily be persuaded to make decisions based on what we see someone else is doing. So like we'll see what they're doing and we attempt to copy and paste that same decision in our lives, right? And sometimes our decisions can be based on listening to the voices of others to drive our decisions. And those voices can be the voices of our parents. It can be the voices of culture, church, or religion that we're attached to that teaches inaccurate information. And then it could be the voices of our ex. And sometimes we have developed indecisiveness where we've always allowed others to decide for us. And so obtaining that power back over your life is being able to get clear on whether or not if you're making a choice based on what's best for you or what others have determined was best for you. Okay. I want you to also ask yourself this, is this decision a decision that I would recommend to someone that I truly care about? Okay. Because sometimes we just have to step outside of ourselves and think about someone we love because I find that it's easier for some people to give advice and better decisions for others and not for themselves. Okay. Or even ask yourself, is this something that I need a trusted source to help me work through? See, here's the thing about deliberate decisions. That process is not always easy, especially in the beginning. And instead of attempting to figure it out, ask yourself, who do I need to help me figure this out? Remember, sometimes we don't need to try to figure out how. We may just need to find a who, right? Who can help me right now? And these are just a few questions to ask in terms of modifying, because there are going to be some decisions that you may just have to modify along the way. I do it all the time and I still do it to this day. And so the bottom line for this particular point is to never stop, right? That's really the bottom line. Be committed because this is where the confidence develops. This is where the trust in you becomes stronger, And this is where you get the opportunity to see what you create for yourself and for your life. okay? and so these were the three things that I wanted to share today. As I mentioned last week, I wanted to kind of dive a little more deep into making those deliberate decisions because the process can be challenging. It can be. Hard. It's not as easy as most people think it is. However, what I have come to understand is that many of us do desire change. I know that to be very accurate. However, if we're not being clear on our decision making, then we'll find ourselves keep making decisions that isn't working for us. And y'all, we've already completed the first month of the year. And so we got 11 more months to go in 2023. And so it's important to now be very, very intentional on your direction. And it starts by being very, very clear on your decisions. Okay. So please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook and YouTube is Tanya Carter. I will put the link down in the show notes and also please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast episode will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been influential to you on your journey of growth, healing, and development, I would love for you to head over to Spotify and or iTunes to leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. If you know somebody who is in a season of transitioning from their marriage or even their non-marital relationship, and they are having some trouble along the way on decisions that they're making, then pass this information along so this can be a blessing to them in this season of their lives, okay? So thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I'll see you next time.